Amen. We are in week three of our worship series focusing on the Psalms and the big emotions that we find there. The book of Psalms is a collection of 150 prayers that encompass all of the human experience, from joyful laughter to broken-hearted lament, to awe-inspiring praise, to heavy-hearted weeping. The Psalms give us a language for all of the big emotions that we feel. And we have been feeling a lot of big emotions lately. We're still navigating this pandemic, 10 and a half months after the initial shutdown. And there is hope in the future, but we're almost there. And then many of us were hit with the reality of systemic racism and that impact that it's had on our, our siblings of color and how they have experienced that their entire lives. And then with that, our own inherent biases and how they have caused harm to others unintentionally. And we have experienced one of the most polarizing political elections in recent history. And we've watched as symbols of our democracy have been questioned and attacked. And we've gone through all of this while spending most of our time alone or within our homes, away from much of our support system, from our family and our friends and our church. So it's no wonder that emotions are running high right now. So for the next five weeks, we have been resting ourselves in the Psalms. We've been remembering who God is and that no matter what, we can bring our whole, authentic, messy selves to God. Today's scripture is Psalm 13. Let us hear and meditate upon these words of scripture as they are read for us by David. This morning's reading comes from Psalm 13. The Psalm of Lament. How much longer will you forget me, Lord? Forever? How much longer will you hide yourself from me? How long must I endure trouble? How long will sorrow fill my heart day and night? How long will my enemies triumph over me? Look at me, O Lord my God, and answer me. Restore my strength. Don't let me die. Don't let my enemies say, we have defeated him. Don't let them gloat over my downfall. I rely on your constant love. I will be glad because you will rescue me. I will sing to you, O Lord, because you have been good to me. Reading of these holy words. This is a difficult psalm to read, and I thank Dave for being willing to read it for us this morning. It's raw and authentic, and it bears the psalms, psalmist's soul to God. We can hear the psalmist's impatience and desperation with God. They don't hold anything back. This is what is called a psalm of lament where an individual who's in trouble cries out to God for help, for salvation. These psalms of lament wrestle with doubt and grief and pain, 
things that we don't often bring wholeheartedly to God. We've allowed our culture of niceness to seep into our relationship with God. Like Jenny said, we focus a lot on being thankful, and that's good, but that's incomplete. So our prayers, our communication with God, they're filled with all of those thanks of what God has done, and then adding in there some polite requests for God's help. But very rarely do we bring this psalmist emotion to our prayers. Maybe it's because we're afraid of angering God, or we don't want God to think our faith isn't strong, because then maybe God won't answer our prayers. Or maybe we're just not sure whether we can trust God. The truth is, God yearns for us to bring our wholehearted prayers to God. I have struggled with anxiety and depression through much of my life. It's ebbed and flowed as life circumstances have changed, but I've experienced some pretty dark moments of loneliness and hopelessness. I remember one particularly difficult time in high school. I didn't know why anybody liked me. I didn't know why anyone would love me. I didn't feel like I could do anything right, like I was always doing everything wrong. Every part of my life just seemed hard. And I didn't know why I had to endure the pain that I felt on a daily basis. Thankfully, at that time, I was meeting with a weekly group of young Christians at our pastor's home to share about our faith and and how things were going in our lives. And one week, I shared just a little bit about what I was going through. And my pastor asked, have you talked with God about this? Have you asked God these questions? And after a moment of pause, I said, no. So my pastor asked quietly, why? I said, I'm not supposed to talk to God like that. I don't want God to think that I don't believe, that I don't have faith. And my pastor said, whenever you pray, no matter what you say, you are first claiming that you believe because you are praying. Praying to God is an act of faith. So that night I went home and I prayed. And my prayer was something very similar to the psalmist. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and hate myself day after day having pain in my heart? Why do I have to feel this way? Why don't you heal me? Do you not care about me? I prayed and I cried and I cried and I prayed. And I prayed this sort of psalm of confession, like the psalmist. A psalm of confession not because I confess any wrongdoing to God, but because I confess my whole heart. I confess what I was really feeling and experiencing. 
I didn't try to pretend like everything was okay. I confessed that I was human and that I needed help. And when I got done praying, I felt just a little less lonely. My circumstances hadn't changed, but I knew I had that glimmer of hope that God was with me in that dark moment, that God hadn't abandoned me. These are the wholehearted prayers that God yearns for us to pray. Not because God wants us to hurt, but because God wants to be a part of our whole lives, not just the good parts. What I began to realize that day when I prayed authentically to God was that even though, even when our prayers sound like they are full of doubt in God and, and despair about this life that God has given us, they are also full of trust. Trust that God hears our prayers and a hope that we are not alone in our suffering. That God will bring God's salvation to our daily lives. These vulnerable, transparent prayers acknowledge that hope despairs and yet despair hopes at the same time. Hope despairs, and despair hopes. We can be miserable and hopeful at the same time. And what holds those two things together is a faith that God is involved in all of life, even life at its worst. It's not that God will necessarily fix everything when we go to God in prayer, But in those moments, God will wrap God's arms, God's comforting arms around us, assuring us of God's unfailing love. At the end of the psalm, the psalmist transitions from this time of confession of misery into this confession of confidence and God's steadfast love but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. I wonder if in that moment, the psalmist was confident, was as confident as he sounded, or if he said this as a reminder to himself. I trust in your unfailing love. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me, saying it as a reminder to himself. These are the most faith-filled prayers. When we pray, God, I don't feel you here. I just don't know about all of this, but I'm going to trust you anyway. These are the most beautifully authentic prayers when no secrets are hidden from God, but rather we fully disclose our whole hearts, our whole selves, even our deepest and our darkest secrets. How long, O Lord? How long will this pandemic last? It drags on forever. There are glimmers of hope, 
And still it continues and people are sick and dying. I am kept for my loved ones. God, how long will you let your children suffer? But I trust in you, God. I trust that even in the midst of the suffering, that you are here with us. And I will sing your praise because you have been good to me. I pray that we each have the courage to pray like the psalmist. I pray that we have the courage to bring our whole selves to God. Our fear and our anger, our insecurity and doubt, our trust and our thankfulness. So that God might weave God's mercy and love and compassion and understanding throughout every single moment of our lives. Thanks be to God. Amen. During this next song, Just As I Am Without One Plea, I invite you to share your prayers in the comments. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing in the comments, please share on our website. We have a prayer form, and you can send us a prayer request there if you want it to be a little more um, personal and, and not so public. But know that however you share your joys and your concerns with us this morning, know that we are united in prayer and that God does hear us and that we can be and we can trust that we can bring our whole selves to God. So let us now prepare ourselves for prayer through this song.
We have a few prayers coming through. Jenny asks for prayers for Nancy Siriani, who is feeling um, pretty isolated lately. Susan asks for prayers for a friend who had surgery this week. Greg asks for prayers for students and their families and teachers and for the entire church family and church leadership. Sharon asks for prayers for Matthew as he recovers from mono. And Linda asks for prayers for Dennis, who is recovering from surgery, and for Jody, who's recovering from hospitalization. Liz asks for prayers for small business owners who cannot hang on any longer and are looking at liquidation and new jobs. And then, um, who is that? Janet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janice says, lift a prayer of joy and thanksgiving for the visit that they had with Nancy in Massachusetts. A year ago, they were told that they wouldn't expect her to be with them um, by this time. And they had a wonderful visit and hope to have another in the spring. Praise the Lord. Yes. Um, from Kim Petro, prayers for Caroline and her whole family. Jen asks for prayers for Terry, who passed away peacefully this week at home from a long battle with cancer. And then prayers for peace and comfort for her family, friends, and all who know her and love her. Good morning, Ruthann. And Barb asks for prayers for um, her daughters and the passing of their dad, um, grandchildren's papa. Yes, we will pray for all of you, Barb. And then Jen says, prayers of joy and celebration for my baby sister who celebrated a milestone birthday this week. Happy birthday, Jacqueline. Prayers, um, Penny asks prayers that Congress will pass the stimulus package um, for those in desperate need. And Kathy says, Ma, uh, Matt's mom is at home resting comfortably and is still healing, but happy to be home. And I do want to ask for prayers for Malik. Um, you'll notice that he, wasn't, he, he isn't here this morning, and that's because he is at home quarantining. He was um, connected and exposed to someone who tested COVID positive. Um, and so he is staying home and quarantining, and he's not feeling great, um, but doesn't have a test result back yet. So just prayers for him um, that he makes a quick recovery and so that he can get back to school and get back to us here and, and get back to just to life itself. And Shelly asked for prayers for Suzette, who lost her husband. And it's just, it is... It's such a good thing that we can come to God in prayer and that we can be united in prayer. This has been one of my favorite times during the service is, is praying for one another and seeing um, how you are praying for one another already, um, even while we are apart as we stand in this um, very empty sanctuary, but knowing that the sanctuary is just extended. Jen asks for prayers of comfort and continued healing for the Fink family, who will be observing a one-year anniversary on the passing of their eldest son this week. The love and light of Max lives on. 
And then John asked for prayers for all the congregants of Uniontown United Methodist Church. Yes. <laughs> Mark says A, B, C, D. That's fantastic. And Jenny asked for prayers of, of thanksgiving for um, an anniversary in her family. Elena and Greg are celebrating their one-year wedding anniversary today, so we do celebrate that. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Most holy God, you call us to be people of faith, yet we are often people with doubts. We doubt that love can grow again in relationships where anger and bitterness reign. We doubt that peace can come in the Middle East and in Syria and here at home. We doubt that the hungry can be fed, but you specialize in impossibilities. You walked on water. You heal, you healed, and you continue to heal the nations, and you set the captive free. So help us to trust in you to be your hands and your feet in this world. God, this morning we pray for people who are filled with doubt, who wonder whether you exist and whether you're listening to our prayers, who wonder what this whole church community thing is all about. And God, we pray for people who doubt the purpose of life and who wonder whether to end it all, who face feelings of meaninglessness and despair, even when we have that sinking feeling, God, give us the wisdom to turn to you. We want to believe. Lord, help our unbelief. Give us faith. A faith as small as a mustard seed so that we can be your faithful people. Believing in your power to save your power to reign supreme in this world and believing that we can share the good news with everyone we meet. God, we are grateful that our friends from Uniontown UMC are with us this morning. And God, we pray for Vicar Derek. We pray for their church community that they might feel united in this time apart. We know that we have much to be anxious about. You have heard all that we have lifted up to you this morning. We pray for those who are battling COVID, those who are battling cancer, those mourning the loss of a loved one, and those who are struggling with mental illness and addiction. God, we pray for our country and for our world. The needs are great, but we know, God, that your love and wisdom and power are greater. And we pause now to lift up to you our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Almighty God, although this world is filled with anxiety and uncertainty, that doesn't mean that we have to absorb those for ourselves. Simply because the world is feeling anxious doesn't mean we have to. Empower us to remain grounded in you while we respond with compassion and care. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you go from this time together with one another and with God, may you have the strength to dream wild dreams of justice and peace and joy that overflows. May you have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others. May you have the confidence to trust that the God who heard the cries of the Israelites in Egypt hears your dreams as well. And may you have the conviction to return to this space, for our best dreams are those that we dream together. In the name of God, the original dreamer, Jesus, the dream come true, and the Holy Spirit who enables us to be those who dream. Go in peace and not in pieces. Have a great week. God, we gather as your people to raise our song above. We dare to claim the promise of your love. Though the day may not yet be here, we trust it soon will be when your children will be free. Oh, may our hearts and minds be opened when the church doors open wide in every
Oh, my God. 